Blog Talk Radio. Yo! Shub Rock coming back on for 1990. Word up, word up. Kick this out to my man Rob Swinger. Hot dog, dinky. Manager, butt, dev lover, you know what I'm saying? Dr. No. Here we go. The hit man, yes, the hit man, yo, you know it. The first cruncher, the man on the sequencer, he was scared to kick a 16 bar. He's not a rap star, not saying that I am, but on the jam. I'm gonna kick a little, not a Dr. Seuss riddle, no pats and hats, boxing some socks. Back to the DJ jocks, check your clocks. Half past what? Time to bust nuts. Not a pistachio, he uses a Casio keyboard and a Tascam board. The quick in the B50, get nifty, born with the gift. Time to get pissed. Not with the manufacturing of a split, he never wrote one, never sold none. The beats give me the high, the brought fame to us, and how we gonna kick it, huh? What's up? Good evening. Hope everybody's doing well on a Wednesday evening. It's the last Wednesday of the month of August. It means college and pro football right around the corner. Happy, happy, yay, yay, Georgia, Oregon. So anyway, thank you all for tuning into the podcast. My name is Scott Burks, and this is the Clown Hour. I'm the um, the sports ball called the Clown Times. You'll be able to find me on web at www.theclowntimes.net. And you'll be able to find me on Facebook. Just do the school in the upper left-hand window. I said do a net search. Go in the search bar in the upper left-hand window and type in the Clown Times. Again, that's Clown spelled with K. You'll be able to find me there. Lots of stuff going on this week, uh, including uh, since we did have the you know the uh, Mayweather and Conor McGregor fight, um, you know we have to talk about. It, I suppose. I wrote a blog post, um, th- like, earlier this week. Actually, I wrote it, like, yesterday. And just to go over, like, my thoughts, I pretty much thought that um, that McGregor came out well, even though he he, 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 he lost. And I'll get into that in a moment as well as previewing the 2017 college football season, uh, doing it, like, fifth year style, meaning it's going to be fast, it's going to be quick, but I won't hurry. If that makes any sense, but you'll get the picture. But anyway, let's just get started. Um, yeah, I didn't. First of all, that I did not watch the quote-unquote super fight between Floyd Mayweather Jr. and Conor McGregor, mainly because, like I said earlier, many times on this earlier podcast, you know, it was pretty much a glorified exhibition, and I'm not going to spend a hundred dollars on that exhibition. And my partner just arrived to help break all this crap down. Y'all know I'm from the Yard Slash HBC Sports as well as Sleazy Radio on Lawson Radio every Tuesday night. Please check this brother out. His name is Dwayne Nash. Good for you to drop in, homie. <laughs> Man, sorry about that. You know, I didn't hear from you, so I didn't know. And I didn't want to call <laughs> in if you had somebody else. That would have been rather rude of me to just assume that you know I'm going to be on the show all the time. So I try not to do that. So I was waiting for you. But I'm glad that you texted me and finally hit me up, brother. But you know what? You know what? That fight was was a yeah. lot more entertaining 
than what I expected it to have been. And yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I heard a lot about that. But, but you know, my thing is this. I've, I've always enjoyed Mayweather fights because I'm more of the, you know, don't get hit than hit right. fight right. watcher. Even though I love knockouts and even though I love aggression, don't get me wrong, but sure, I, I, sure, I love to watch the sweet science of boxing. So that's why I, I was one of the few people that I know that enjoy watching Mayweather fights. But it was it was it was a combination of, you know, New Floyd where he's being extremely uh defensive and, and extremely cerebral and then he threw a little bit of aggression in there to try to uh, you know, knock out McGregor. So it was it was a highly entertaining fight. Well, you know what? I would say this, and I'm glad you mentioned about Floyd becoming uh, aggressive. I, well, first of all, as you know, I grew up on boxing. I love boxing. Uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty heartbroken that, that, that boxing has taken a little bit of a downturn, if you will, uh, recently coincided with the rise of MMA and the UFC. Um, you know, you know, because I, I remember, and we're about the same age. I'm a little older, but mm-hmm. I remember – Super fights in the 80s where you have Marvin yes. Mark and Hagler slugging it out with mm-hmm. your boy Thomas Hitman Hearns. All three of uh, Hitman Hearns and Sugar Ray Leonard's fights. Even the Sugar mm-hmm. Ray Leonard, Robert Du Roberto Duran fights, both of them. Yes, I remember sir. quite well. <laughs> you know, look, I'm old school like you. I appreciate what Floyd is doing. He's the, probably the best defensive fighter of all time. It's not even close. He, he mastered the art of hitting while not getting hit. I mean, he figured that out early in his career. You know, he, you know why should I trade shots and realize this is why I could just get me control that people wear me out by not hitting people? You know, exactly. Why, why get hit? Even doing the free board play, things, he figured that out. I'm just, you know, I, I just looked at the fight. I'm like, why the hell is an MMA dude, USC dude, fighting this? A block two years out of retirement, but I would say this. I, it, it just watching me, I didn't watch the fight again, but hearing about seeing video clips of, like, like over it, I appreciate the fact that Floyd, I mean, his his, 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 his mind, he's a, he's a boxing genius. Mm-hmm. He knew that Connor does not last more after four rounds, more than four to five rounds. He knew that. So he wanted to set his conditions. He wanted to see how hard he could hit, and he wanted to let him know, let let um, McGregor know that is that taking a that he could take his best shot, hence the uppercut early in the first round. I mean, Floyd just came right up to him with his hands up. Says, "Let's go. Let's see what you got. Let me where yeah. you know, you know, let me wear your ass out." And then when when Connor come with that uppercut, which was a great hit, by the way. Or just like what? And you know that had a psychological mind screw McGregor a bit because he just took his boy. I mean, Floyd's known for having a strong chin. Anyway, not many people give him credit for that. Not at all. But when he took that that uppercut, would have not an average boxer out. That was like, you know, yeah. McGregor, even though it may, he may not get knocked out per se himself. He was in for a long evening. Floyd was not going to go anywhere. Because he was like, basically, 
he took his best shot and kept it moving. Still, but I, I would say this. I, I, I'm going to change gears a little bit. I, I, I wrote a blog piece earlier this week regarding why I thought that McGregor was the biggest winner. Because, hell, okay. he made more money than all of these UFC stars combined in their careers. True. Like, you know, he made seventy-five between seventy-five and hundred million dollars for getting his ass TKO in the tenth round, basically. And you know, now he's had more exposure. He's a, definitely a superstar in the UFC now. And mm-hmm. if you're McGregor, why the hell would you go back to the UFC? I mean, in, in terms of, I mean, maybe to submit. His, his uh, legacy more to further enhance his brand. Why, why would he go back now? He just made seventy five hundred million dollars. You're you're right, but my question would be this: Where else would he make that money in boxing? Because let's be real: if he fights up, if he goes up against another boxer that can throw with power, i.e. Miguel yeah. Cotto. Cotto wear McGregor out because yeah. now Cotto is about his size, if not bigger. Right. And Cotto can punch and take a yeah, punch. Yeah. So Cotto would eat McGregor's punches for lunch. It would be a quick knockout, maybe third, maybe fourth round knockout, and it would not be mm-hmm. fun to watch. And right. he would end up throwing uh, uh, McGregor in, in fights like that. After the first one, it wouldn't be fun to watch him anymore, you know. So I, right. I, it it would be best for him to to, to go back to MMA. As in, in, in essence, it was it was it was a win win situation for him. Where of course it was. Hanzei, I, you know, I shouldn't have expected me to win because I went up against a boxer who fought forty nine times. Or if I would have won, I beat a boxer that that fought forty nine times and won forty nine times. It's it's like the old Jay Z line: If I shoot you. I'm brainless, but if you shoot me, you'll be famous. So what am I to do? Yeah. Either way, he was going to win in that situation. Mm. Mm. Nice JV line reference, by the way. I love that. Well, uh, Trish's watching is one of my favorites. And it's my, yeah, like, yeah, my ringtone. Too. So, yeah. yeah. Mine, too. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, you make a valid point. I mean, and you pretty much espouse the same opinion as me regarding this cat. Um, dude, dude is like a household name now. If you didn't know him, you know him now. You know McGregor. Now. Yes. So again, I mean, he's going to submit his brand even more. I mean, you know, he's UFC's new big thing. I mean, John mm-hmm. Jones can stop doing drugs for like a quick second. I mean, he'd be one of those, those big deals too. But McGregor's taking that method and is running with it. I mean, he is. Yes. I mean, plus, I mean, you know, people are going to look forward to him fighting Nate Diaz again. So exactly, hey, that's even more intrigue to it. And see, and that's the other thing too, because those who weren't necessarily MMA fans that got a chance mm-hmm. to watch McGregor fight Mayweather are now going to at least be intrigued to watch him fight MMA to see him fight in his own style to be like, you right. know what, this dude can actually compete in his own style. You know, and, 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 and God forbid he goes back to to UFC and his next fight be a, a, an L. He really can't do that. 
he has to go back right. and, and win and win big in order for him to be the guy that basically carries a flag for MMA. And he needs to do it and do it quick because for those of us who are, well, I'm not a huge MMA fan, but one of my mm-hmm. favorites, George St. Pierre, is coming back. So yes, if he yes. can go ahead and, 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 and tote that banner for UFC before, you know, GSP comes back and, and gets a win himself, that will be fantastic for the brand. Um, yes, it yeah, it, it'll, it'll, the, the Nick Diaz fight has to happen. And, and my God, like you said, I, I feel bad for, for uh, Bones Jones, man, because it, it, it was, it was his to have. But That's he just keeps falling back to old habits. He knew better. He knew better. He yeah. pissed it away. He pissed exactly. it away. He's back, I mean, he's, he's back to being one of the baddest dudes in the world by just kicking the hell out of Cormier. Just yeah. beat the hell out of him. And, and, just, and Cormier is a great fighter. That's how mm-hmm. good John Bones Jones is. I mean, yeah. Cormier is no scrub. He just got his ass beat. And for him to test positive for 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 a drug again, whatever the hell drug it is, doesn't matter at this point, given Bones' track record. It's just disappointing. And you know, I don't feel anything. I just, I mean, he pisses his his pissing his chest away yet again. And mm-hmm. you know, Dana White can't be too happy. But at least Dana White has kind of record. So yeah. <laughs> as soon as he gets like like the Lev McGregor DS three. George St. Pierre starts getting back and like uh, coming back and, and do this about to do his thing again. Well, I'd be good if you're a USC guy, especially if you're Dan White. So mm-hmm. again, I didn't watch the fight. I'm proud of the fact that I didn't watch the fight, but I'm glad people were entertained. I'm even more glad that you know it's 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 has the profile, at least one of the best fighters in the world in combat sports. That is, whether it's boxing or or MMA. But one last thing about that fight, and I'm flipping to Floyd Mayweather. I can't believe we didn't talk much about Floyd Mayweather the show. <laughs> um, would you really consider him 50 and 0? I mean, after all, this was a glorified uh, exhibition. It wasn't in no title on the line. Nothing else. I mean, it, he's fighting. He was fighting an MMA guy. So mm-hmm. is he really 50 and 0, or you like me, 49 and 0 asterisk? Oh, it's twenty nine. It's forty nine and zero asterisk. Matter of fact, that's the second best uh, money belt of all time for those who are wrestling fanatics like me. The million dollar mm-hmm. belt is the best money belt of all time. Had that belt <laughs> kind of resembled that belt, just gold and diamonds, no leather. Oh, I would have been insane about mm-hmm. it. You got this little money belt. That of course, is named after Mayweather, which is hilarious. And you're fighting yeah. a guy that's not a boxer. No, that don't count to me. It doesn't. And at this point, right. you know, until, until he starts fighting one of them young guns, you know, he I, I mean, I, I, and he won't. He won't, which is smart for him. He won't. Sure. After the end of the fight, he said, you know, I'm done. I'm retired, which is, once again, smart. But, yeah, you know, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I want to see him fight again. It, it, it'll have to be against one of the young guns, and I almost don't want to see it. He's about at that point right now. Remember when Roy Jones walked away, and then he came back and was, just kept getting beat down? I don't want to see that for yeah. Roy. I've seen it in, in Roy Jones. I've seen it in Holyfield. I've seen it from my DMV, uh, my fellow DMV uh, uh, native, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. 
you know, it, it, I, I don't want to. I don't want to see Floyd ruined like that. And I think he's oddly enough, even though you know they joke about his reading ability, smart enough to know that he shouldn't <laughs> come back for that that fiftieth fight. <laughs> you know, some that's, that's something you so missed because <laughs> I, I know I shouldn't go there, but it, it was it was there for the for the for the for the, the snacking before the fight. They they show like uh, events and behind-the-scenes footage leading up to the fight. And one of those was McGregor and, and, and Mayweather doing their own promos. Right. They were supposed to have been written. So, Floyd, like, uh, Connor is reading his. Floyd is like, nah, I'm a freestyle mind. I wonder yeah. why. I wonder why. I wonder why. You know, but I'm going to let that be. I'm going to let that be. I ain't going to clown that man because he's a damn <laughs> hell of a boxer. And, and the guys that he has in his camp in that Mayweather promotions that fought the undercard, that guy he had from, yeah. from uh, Baltimore, he had a good yeah. fight. Ended kind of controversial with, you know, there, there are some that say, you know, he punched the, his opponent in the back of the head. But this guy looks nice. So uh, all of these guys that are in his promotion, in his camp, they, they kind of mimic him a little bit. Not just in size, but in style and, and in flashiness. So whenever you get a chance to watch them, watch them as well, because they're, they're gonna they're, they're exciting boxers to watch. Nice, nice. And one quick reference, last words before we get to college football. When you mentioned the million dollar belt, you brought back memories of Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man. Remember him? Ah, uh, yes, I'm sure you do. Yes, the glory days of the WWF. Now the WWE. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's, that's for another time. I, I love wrestling. Um, let's just get to the uh, football season coming up here. Um, yo, I, I've been waiting for this for like the last what five six months. Ever since Clemson uh, pulled the fast one on, on Alabama, actually, really it was a great play. One second left to go in the ball game. Yes. Um, actually, let me do the math. Uh, eight months actually, eight months, eight long months from eight months. the second weekend in January until the first weekend of September. Glory, glory days are here again. I tell you. Um, but there's so many storylines going on. What's Clemson going to do this year? Will Nick Saban be back? Well, of course, Nick Saban will be back. But will they be back to take back the national championship from whoever the hell they face? Everything, mm-hmm. but let's just go through right quick with each conference. And if you want to go by the division, it's fine with me. I'll start okay. with ACC. I'll give you mine, and for each conference at a time, you just give me yours back. Um, okay. Let's start with the beloved ACC, Atlanta Coast Conference. It was tough. I look at how the conference shaping out. It looks like, I mean, in the, as much as, as good as great was the conference was last year, I think it's going to be even better this season because. Like Florida State, first the first game against Alabama. Okay, they have most of the guys back, as you know, you and I know. I'm just worried about the offensive line. They got a defense base. They got DeAndre Francois doing the thing, swinging the rock. They got that fabulous freshman Cam Akers, who may some may say may very well be the first freshman to win the Heisman. That's how. Um, you know, it's running back. Um. Of course, throwing James is back on the on on the back end, healthy. 
uh, for after injuring his, I think it was me last season, um, for Florida State patrolling the secondary, a la Ed Reed style. Um, in Clemson, Clemson has a lot of rest on defense. They don't have one of the hell of five most qualified defenses in the country. They have some great uh, skill players coming back, I mean, who are like on the two deep. Uh, they lost a lot of firepower, including one Deshaun Watson, of course, a.k.a. Black Jesus. Um, but they have, uh, I think it's a red shirt sophomore junior who's about to start. I mean, it's always hard to be the guy who follows the guy. You know what I'm saying? It's like that in pro sports and it's not that in college. But people tend to forget that as a freshman, Deshaun Watson followed uh, Boyd, who was before yes. – but before Deshaun became Deshaun Watson, Todd Board was the guy. So you have yes, he now was. This, this young brother who's going to be the guy who followed the guy who followed the guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he's coming after two guys. Um, so basically, I'm not sure how this quarterback thing is going to play out for Clemson. Clemson has enough talent to win at least nine to ten games. But it's, it's a matter of if the quarterback play slips a little bit, that may cost them. They have an early game against Auburn. Tell me a lot because Auburn, I think, is going to be very good. More on them in a moment. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really think the direction shot. But I give Florida State the edge over Clemson in the Atlantic, and I can't. I've been saying this for umpteen years in a row, and I think it's finally going to happen. Not going wood for Hurricanes fans, but I think Miami is going to win the Coastal. I love Mark Rick as a coach. I love what he's doing. I mean, as hell as high as Clemson's defense is going to be, Miami is supposed to it's played to be even more hell of high. And they have an mm. easy schedule. It sets up well for them. Like Clemson, for example, they play uh, South of Auburn. They play at Louisville and at Virginia Tech late uh-huh. in September. That's, that's hard. That's tough. And Florida State, we know, aside from the game against Alabama, they have to play, they have to host Miami, uh-huh. and they have to play NC State. NC State is supposed to be one that has one of the best defensive lines in the country. Again, just talking about NC State, who, when, when expect, expectations come along, they turtle up every damn time. It doesn't matter. Football or basketball, we're just cursed. My my Wolfpack is just first, but that's not a story for another time. I will be seeing them in person against Notre Dame this year, so that's a positive. But at any rate, nice. um, Miami has everything set up for them. They got Notre Dame at home. And uh, aside from the Florida State early game, I think everything's cool with them as far as, they, as, far as that, that concerns, as they're concerned. So I think it's going to come down between Florida State and Miami and the, and the Atlantic and, and the ACC, rather. And I got Florida State winning the, the uh, agency championship and making the playoff. What say you, sir? Now it's it's well, it's not weird, but we agree because I'm, I'm looking at the same thing. But there were a couple of games that you left out for Florida State that'll be uh, of interest. I think you said that uh, Florida State will host Louisville um, right. in this season as That's well, the and then toward the end of the year, just as a test. I guess more so for their ranking than anything else. They have Clemson yeah. in late November, That's and then right. two games after that, you know, the, the state is on the line where they have against Florida. And then, of course, they right. sandwich sad Delaware State in between the two of them. 
I feel bad for the Hornets. <laughs> They're going to go ahead and get thrashed in that one. But uh-huh. out of all of the uh, the top ten teams, I would say that yeah. Florida State has the hardest schedule, in my personal opinion, mm-hmm. than I anyone agree. else. Totally and, you know, yeah. regardless of what happens against Alabama, if they take care of business within the ACC, they should be fine. You know, it, it, that, that's that's just I, – I don't see them falling, in my personal opinion, lower than four. But whatever mm-hmm. they do the rest of the way should keep them within the hunt for the playoffs, and they and they should be okay. You know, I read earlier today, I read uh, one of those put up a shut-up columns on CBS Sports, by the way, excellent college football coverage. Most they left ESPN like several times over. That's how great they are, in my opinion. Um, I, one of the pundits on the put up a shut up, like one of the, like, that we call, like, days to watch out for one, one of those damn things. I forget what it is. But, but anyway, it's kind of like hot take. Um, okay. One of them said, this is going to be the year that a two, that we are, that a two lost teams will make the college football playoff and have the Florida State. Because of what you said. Oh, wow. How it lays out, and uh, yeah, that's what I said. But you know, how the schedule how it lays out, you know, Florida State September is brutal. It's yes, very, it is. very brutal. And you know, again, the offensive line was terrible. Like Charles Buckley said, terrible last season. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and it was just it was just bad. I mean, DeAndre first one got his ass beat, but he but he had a great year. So imagine he did. if the line is even serviceable. If it's even serviceable, they're going to be held in dealing. But I, to your point, though, that schedule in September, man, Alabama, Monsters. Louisville, uh, Miami, and it's mm-hmm. woo-wee. That's, that's uh, yeah, that's, 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 that's satanic. That's not just good. That's just satanic. It's just wrong. Criminal. Yeah, if they're able to but get away I, with that being three and one, they'll be fine for the rest of the year. But um, right. it, it'll be intriguing to see what happens to Florida State if they do take two L's. Because if, if well, I, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. I, I just go to show how far the conference has come and perception mm-hmm. comes to college football. It wasn't even like this five years ago. People were like, <laughs> they like it. If anyone comes at the ACC, even with one loss, they're like, nah. Nah, bro. Yeah. Your Jackie League is way too weak. Not anymore. Not, with Not no more. Rising. Rod Tech rising. Georgia Tech even rising. And, of course, you know, you know, Florida State, Clemson. And Louisville is tricky. Louisville, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it just goes to underscore how Special Lamar Jackson is. I mean, he had no line whatsoever, whatsoever. His Robert Stevens was dropping passes left and right. Defense mm-hmm. was inconsistent. That's death. But they still ran folks off the field, largely because of that brother. And I don't know how good the offensive line is, but if the offensive line is, it's just like Florida State is serviceable at least. They have a they they don't have a hard schedule at all. I mean, they they get Clemson at home early. The mm-hmm. only thing is they have to go to Florida State, and Florida State's probably still mad at the ask that they did last year. Last year. Oh was, yeah, I, I watched that live, and that was my jaw was dropped the entire time. I just couldn't believe Florida State got punked like that. But um, 
but nevertheless, I, it, 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 that's another thing to watch. I mean, that offensive line and how they ended the season last year, I, I would shot me if they won just eight games. I, I said just eight, right? But, but it wouldn't surprise me, too, if they won 10 because the schedule lays out well for them. And, mm-hmm. you know, they have to go to Kentucky at the end of the year. That's, that that rivalry is, like, very heated, and they have, especially after Kentucky did beat them last year in Louisville. But I think Lamar Jackson is feeling disrespected. I think that a lot of people aren't giving him credit after last year. I think that people are down on him this year, and I think they'll use that as motivation. It really best in shop this year. But, again, it just goes to show you how tough the ACC is now. And, you know, uh, it's going to be that way for a long period of time because the coaching and the, the recruiting and everything else, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But speaking of one, bump one strong conference to another, the Big Ten. The Big Ten has picked it up. I mean, if I can mm-hmm. get you a house in Michigan and everybody else, now it's a house state. Now Penn State crashed the party last year. Uh, yes, sir. Wisconsin has always been solid, but they're going to be hella good. I think the grass is going to be very good, and people, you know, can't sleep on Northwestern anymore. Northwestern is very solid, well-coached, um, so they'll be a factor as well. But I think it's a triumvirate, if you will, between Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan. Uh, the only difference is to go to Ohio State. While Ohio mm-hmm. State has to go to the big house in Michigan, but Ohio State has so much talent, they're well-coached, and I think Urban Meyer doesn't like being embarrassed, particularly the way he was at the end of the college football playoff against Clemson. He third one to nothing. Good Lord. And Clemson, and Clemson, and by the way, Clemson scored another touchdown. And how they say that's the guy with the score. Um, but I, I don't understand how many, why so many people are so high on Michigan. They lost a lot of people on both sides of the ball. And I know you got yes, this Jim Harbaugh factor. He's a great coach. We all know that. I just don't see it, man. I, I, I just don't see it. I have them coming in behind Ohio State and Penn State and own the vision. So, which means I, I think the, the Big Ten is going to be settled between Ohio State and Wisconsin. And while I like Wisconsin a lot, I just, you know, they're not near the of Ohio State. So, that should be the difference between – those two schools. So I, I, I'm giving them 10 to Ohio State. And you know what? I, I think one of the reasons why, well, of course, one of the reasons why everyone's high on Michigan State is because of Harbaugh. But at the same time, right. they have the schedule where everyone that they need to beat is going to be right there in front of them in order to do so, as well sure. as that out-of-conference uh, 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 game that they have against Auburn. Is it Auburn? I'm sorry. No, it's Florida. They have an out-of-conference game against yeah, Florida, Florida right. Um, right. that they can impress the uh, the posters with as well. That's something that mm-hmm. now remind me if I'm wrong. Penn State does not have. Ohio State has the game against Oklahoma. Michigan has their game mm-hmm. against Florida. Once again, Penn right. State doesn't have that, and that's one of those things that can that can hurt their resume again, where they can win the conference and still be shut right. out once again. And yeah. They That's one of those things that the, you, major. They, I'm sorry, they 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 get pit as the major uh, out of conference, but yeah, to to score your point, but go ahead. Exactly. So you know, if 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 Michigan is capable of beating Florida, 
Ohio State is capable of beating Oklahoma, but somehow uh-huh. Penn State beats Michigan, Michigan beats Ohio State. You know, it, it, it can get real weird again, and we're going to have one of those situations again where Penn State is, is on the outside looking in again. But um, I'm with you. I got, I got Ohio State winning the uh, the Big Ten Conference this year. Yeah. I, you know, it's good to see – I mean, we're, again, we're old school. So it's good to see the Big Ten have a huge role on the on the college football team again. It really mm-hmm. is. I mean, as easy and funny it was for me to bash on them year after year. I mean, it's it, it, it's actually great to see um, – to, to actually see – the, the Big Ten, just just you know, just again that that tradition is always 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 good. So anyway, let's move on to who I think is the the dead conference walking. Uh, yeah, <laughs> in the Big Twelve, uh, it's, I, I just it's it's just amazing how. Okay, I won't get off off talking, but I was going to say it's amazing how a conference can sabotage its own stuff, shoot some stuff in their own foot several times over, but. Anyway, I'll leave those four guys alone. Let's just keep this is focus here. Um, yeah. So basically, um, I'm just looking at um, this, this 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 lineup here. Oklahoma State is getting a lot of love. He's found the ball. Mason Rudolph is back. Uh, his wide receivers are back. Uh, the defense still can't stop anybody because after all. No one plays defense in the Big 12 these days. But uh, nevertheless, I mean, it's the best of the bunch. I mean, you got Oklahoma is breaking in a new coach in Lincoln Raleigh. Uh, Texas is breaking in a new coach as well. I still don't like the way they ran off Charlie, Charlie Strong. And and, and uh, the guy who's coming, who came over from Houston, Tom Herman, is going to be mm-hmm. coaching Charlie Strong's guy. And yeah. even with Charlie Strong was, was retained, if it was retained, they were going to be good anyway because a lot of those guys were freshmen and sophomores last year, and they got more talent coming like coming to Texas. I mean, it's not like the cupboard is bare, you know. You, like you know what I'm saying. So I don't think they'll make too much noise with the 12, but they'll be good. I think they'll win eight games, eight to nine games. But I I still think even though Lincoln Riley took you know he's like even though Bob Stoops is no longer in Oklahoma. I still think it's going to come down between OK State and Oklahoma. And Oklahoma State, again, they're loaded offensively. They don't have much of an out-of-conference schedule. They go to Pitt um, in week two or three, and which is the, the most difficult out-of-conference game. And I don't think Pitt can stop me and you from throwing for 300 yards. That's, that's how I think of Pitt's defense. Um, but, you know, the whole thing is, which the Oklahoma State has to do well in conference play. West Virginia is not a bad squad at all, but they get by Tech and and and, uh, and and they don't they don't pose the talent threat to threat in terms of talent as Oklahoma State does. So Oklahoma State basically has to take care of business. If they do that, I think they'll make the college uh, football playoff. If they trip up against out of West Virginia, Oklahoma, particularly in the in the conference title game. The Big 12 will be out for the third time in four years. But for now, I'm taking Oklahoma State to win the Big 12. Wow. Now, the, the thing is, which will be a benefit to Oklahoma State, is the fact that they have OU at the crib. 
but they got to go yeah. to Texas and go to West Virginia um, this year right. as well. Once again, Oklahoma, that that out of conference game against uh, Ohio State, even though it's on the road, could bowl well if they compete well. But the thing right. is, they're still in the Big Twelve. Big Twelve ain't making it to no playoffs, man. Unless they go ahead and extend that thing to eight. So it don't matter what they do, unless everybody else in the ACC and the SEC and the Pac-12, if they in Big Ten, if they be all, if right. they all beat each other up, and somehow all of those conferences end up having teams, their best team with three losses. I'm sorry, with yeah. two losses, then right. that's how a Big Twelve team gets in there. Other than that, right. you know, I, I don't, I don't see it happening, man. I, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's just me, but no one respects the level of, of competition in in the Big Twelve as of right now. All of the big right. teams that are in the Big Twelve, outside of Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, which are both in the top ten. They have there are two more teams that are currently ranked now. If I remember correctly, it's Texas and and, and West Virginia, right? Or is is, is uh, K State ranked too? I think K State's right. I think K State's K State is right. Yeah. So if if the three of those teams, so they got five teams that are ranked, but three of those yeah. five are, are ranked in the, like the the twenties, if I remember correctly. So all it takes is right. one L, and they out of that bottom twenty five. So it, right. it, it, in order in order for them to impress the, the the pollsters, three teams are going to have to find a way to stay impressive throughout the year, as well as you know getting those wins uh, um, 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 against one another. So uh, until that happens, until the, the top teams in those other conferences have two losses. Big yep. Ten ain't getting it. Big Twelve ain't getting in the playoffs, man. So uh, right now they're screaming <laughs> for the committee to hurry up and get to eight, so they can finally get a playoff team, playoff team in there. And I'm right there with them because it's, it's it's saddening where a couple of years ago they were very deserving to have oh, very much a, so. a playoff team in there and, and and didn't get it done. Now, once again, it's going to be one of these years where they're going to be on the outside looking in, trying to figure out why. Like that's sad, but it is what it is. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, if, if, if you, I mean, it's all about perception. I mean, it's always about perception. You know, yes. their perception of the conference hasn't been great on and off the field. So, you know, we don't have to like recap what happens on the field, but the whole battle with an expand with an expand that was, that was just unnecessary. That was just that was just stupid altogether. And you know, it doesn't help that. Everyone else has the um, uh, conference network except for them. I know the ACC is coming in two years, um, but still, that that that, that would leave um, the 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 big club as an odd conference out in terms of a, a media deal. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and plus, again, they haven't made it two in the last few years, and some people think it would be three of the next four. Um, but again, as long as which is which is imperative for the Big Twelve. To take well, not the business, but yeah, for Oklahoma State to be to take care of business in conference because they have the most talent on paper. They're loaded offensively, but their conference, talent conference schedule must must be desired. 
And Oklahoma, if they, I don't think they'll be Ohio State at, at the shoot. But no, it's going to show if, if Oklahoma State, if Oklahoma were to win at Ohio State and take their business to the Big Twelve, that would would be a stronger representative in the college football playoff, in my opinion. But I don't feel it has to be no. Oklahoma State or bust at this point. So, yeah, your point, I, know, I totally I, agree with you on that. I have Oklahoma winning the Big Twelve, but it's mm. for them to make it to the playoffs. It's what it's going to rely on what happens when they play against Ohio State. And unfortunately, I'm like you. I don't see them beating Ohio State. The thing is, if they can somehow make it competitive, they mm-hmm. they may lean on the judges a little bit, but it'll be one of those situations where they'll be number five at the end of the year again. Yep. At best. Yep. And that may be true. Uh, let's move along to the Pac-12, shall we? Um, yeah. I – I, 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 the Pac-12, like the ACC, is is, is loaded, is deep. I think, you know, I think Washington. I, I love Chris Peterson as coach. I love him, my boys. They always said if he got with a program that had resources, he would be hell to deal with. And he's and, and thankfully for him, Washington has the resources that Boise State does not have, and it's short. Picking up, he's not winning. He's turning that court, that that proverbial corner. And now a, a top 12 power again. It's almost like the 80s and 90s all, all over again uh, for, for the Washington Huskies. Stanford, I love what that brother's doing in, in, in Stanford. And, and, you know, I, I think he is one of the best coaches in pound college football. Why? I can't think of his name. It escapes me for some reason. Um, mm. But, anyway, you know, I saw, I, I, I know they beat down right 62 to 7. I mean, that's what you know, all that. But still, get out especially, especially like at the style points. But I kind of feel past Bryce because that's an example of the have and the have not. One has deep offensive and defensive lines that can wear you down. The other team doesn't. So yeah, uh, <laughs> I took the way like after twenty-one or nothing, and early in the first quarter, I took I took it away. Um, I expect Wheeler Taggart, new coach at Oregon, to bring Oregon back to respectability a bit. I love the way he did his, the way he coached at um, uh, South Florida last the last few years, and it's good to see. Slight injury, but it's good to see brothers like him get chances like this. They yes, get recognized from a from a from a group of five school to head a power five school in the power from power five league, and. I like what he's doing from the discipline standpoint. I think it's cut from the same cloth as Charlie Strong in that regard. And mm. I think I think they have Oregon ready. I don't think Oregon will beat with win the title the conference title let alone the division anytime soon. But I think they'll be a lot more respectable. I expect the eight to nine wins for the for this match this year. So good for the tech for getting that shot. Uh Washington State should be decent as well. Uh the head coach cracks me up when he and his pilot finish. It's just funny to me. Um, but in, 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 in the Pac-12 South, um, USC is going to be one of the best teams in college football, in my opinion. Sam Darnold is the truth. I don't know if you get a chance to watch him last season. He is the truth. Not at all. And he'll be back. He is, he is, he is, he's awesome. And uh, especially that Rose Bowl performance, stuff is legend. Great. Mm. Um, Utah's not bad. Um, 
that Jim Moore Jr. is coaching for his, for, his, for his job this coming season, and I don't think it's going to go well for him. Not the same, same with Rich Rodriguez in Arizona. So I think – so basically out of the South, I have USC winning it, the North, Washington. But it's so easy to pick USC because they're good, they're flashy, but they do this every single year ever since the uh, – the the uh, Jim the the uh, the uh, the uh, Carol the Coach Carol era ended. Um, mm-hmm. They just underachieved, man. They never failed. And until they prove me different, I'm taking Washington to beat USC again for oh, wow. Pac-12 for the Pac-12 title. Just thought. They don't face each other throughout the year. They both have uh, similar opponents in Stanford and Washington State. Um, USC has a chance once again out of conference. They got they got Texas, um, and that could be an opportunity to to really prove that the Pac-12. Well, I shouldn't say that they would be would be a situation to prove that the Pac-12 is better than the Big 12, but sure. you know that's how people will look at that game. You know they're not looking at it as just USC Texas. They're looking at it as Pac-12, uh, 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 Big 12, and who will yeah. get in to that playoff spot. But um, right. unlike you, a lot of times, especially when it comes to uh, 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 FCS football, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. FBS football, right. I always like the shiny stuff. So I'm looking at that shiny <laughs> USC, and I'm, I'm attracted yeah, by it. it, it, it yeah. You know, it, 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 it might be fool's gold, but I am a fool when it comes to FBS football, man. You know, so, uh, that's, that's who I'm leaning on. But I am like you. I, I do see uh, uh, USC and Washington in, in, in the championship game. But yeah, I'm, I'm going for that shiny man. You know, again, I, I, I wrote in my blog. I was tempted to pick USC because of Sam Donald. He's the truth, man. Mm-hmm. He is, he's going to be the number one pick overall pick in next year's draft. I mean, he's come back to his junior season. I mean the way I think you I think it's the beginning of the season. I, I got I got uh, look at, uh, look it up up again. But anyway, I, I really again they 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 let me down every year ever since the Pete Carroll years ended. They <laughs> let me down every thinking year. And this never fails. And again, Washington not really shiny as USC obviously, but they're solid. They're like Stanford. They're solid, not flashy. They'll kick your ass, you know. I mean, that's 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 just the way Washington is, and I, I just think that until proven otherwise, you may be right. In the end, you may be right. They may stump the hell out of Texas earlier. They may just wreck total shop on, on the Pac-12 conference. Sam Donald mm-hmm. will be like maybe named the the, the uh, Heisman Trophy winner. And submitting his first minute his status as the number one overall draft pick for next year's NFL draft. And Clay Hilton, Clay, Clay Helton, the head coach of the USC, the AG coach of the year. And Rockley so in that scenario, I just need to see them do it. I need to see them not let me down and let the basketball world down yet again. I just need to see them just 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 cash just 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 just, just cash those talent checks that they have on the offensive and defense side of the ball. So I, the size of the ball and take it home before I can pick them. I, I just I just need to see that. I may just my mind in the year, but I just need to see that. 
Before I make exactly. That I'm right yeah. there with you. So that's the, yeah, so that's how I feel about those caps. They got to approve it first. Um, last but not least, as down as they were last year, the last couple of seasons, still love the Southeastern Conference. I mean, that's, I mean that 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 coach that football coach in that conference is is head and shoulders above anything else I've ever seen in college sports. It, it's just this. I mean, it rivals the ACC in basketball. It's just mm. different, it's just a different world, man. I mean, a lot of those towns like Tuscaloosa, uh, uh, what what else? Athens, Georgia, Columbia, South Carolina, Lexington, Kentucky, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Knoxville, Tennessee. Ain't yeah. doing that in those towns. You ain't never lie. You ain't never lie. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't yeah. never lie. They ain't yeah. nothing to do in them cities. There's nothing to do there. All they, they can't get excited in Auburn, Alabama for their squad because they, what's there to do there? Look at the lake. <laughs> go to the Crash Society, cotton fields, plantations. plantations. I mean, what's there to do out there? <laughs> What's there to see? What's there to do? You know, I mean, it's, seriously. But anyway, I'm getting off track here. Let's just get back. Stay on, let me just stay on top here. Um, the, the SEC, as much as I love the football, I'm still an ACC guy, obviously, but I, I respect the hell of SEC football. It's starting to look more and more like the ACC did in the early to, in the in the early years of Florida State joining the conference. It's mm-hmm. Alabama and the Dwarfs right now. It's just yes. Um, it's it, 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 it's sad, laughable, but sad because the SEC West only a few seasons ago was the was so sinfully peacefully, if you will. I know that there makes no sense whatsoever, but they were deep, damn it. They were deep. They hit you. They were balling, and you know it, it was just awesome to watch. And um, but alas, those days of I wouldn't say they're long gone because college football is so cyclical like that. It's just been lacking. But I think that's yes, a little bit because I think Auburn is going to be very good. Jared Stidman, you know, that quarterback, that transfer from Baylor, as, you know, mm-hmm. he was, remember, he was a true freshman at Baylor. He was balling out of control. Balling out of control, but he transferred, thankfully for him, after all that shit hit the fan as far as the the sexual assault scandal is going on, oh, and it may or may not exactly. be football more, but but we'll see about that. But that kid is good, and he fits what Gus Malzahn wants to do offensively, which makes them a very interesting team to watch. My, I got my eyes glued on week two when Auburn goes to Clemson. It was a good game last season, even though Clemson was having shows better than Auburn. But mm-hmm. they they go to Death Valley this year. And Auburn, compared to last year, is much more loaded offensively. Defensively, they may be a little bit better as well. I just think Clemson will still win that game on the surface in Death Valley. But nevertheless, I really like this Auburn squad. I don't know what to get from LSU. I don't know what the hell is going on in that. They get, they get so much talent. Year after year after year after year, and can't cash it in. They're talent in the world, but can't cash it in. I mean, it's hard to believe that if this school once produced Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. And Jarvis Landry at the Didn't same time. Today. Exactly. Yeah, at the same time, yes. Yes. And they didn't they, they didn't build better in the second or third place in all those years. It's just crazy. It's no wonder that Les Mark put his ass fired. 
And it's just so <laughs> underachieving. I know he won a national title for those boys, but still, come on. It's a private definitely type of business. And, again, if you have Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry at the same time and do not finish better than third place in your own division, you got to go. You, you, you got to go. You got to go. Um, as far as the East division goes, I like Florida a lot. I like Georgia, but not as much as lots of them do. Some people have Georgia winning the East. I, I just don't see it. Uh, especially in Kirby Smart's second year as head coach. I think he'll get Georgia Georgia to where they need to go. I just think mm-hmm. that people may still miss Mark Rich for a while, longer. But I think that Florida, on the strength of their talent and the skills positions coming back on offense and on defense, and, and, the, and, the, and the defense has always been great. I think it's going to come down between, again, Alabama and Florida. And, you know, so last year, I think Alabama's going to beat the hell out of Florida again. Yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the SEC title game. But it's a, it's, a, it's a hot seat. I mean, this conference has two hot seat watches. Bush Jones in Tennessee and Brother Man Kevin Summer in Texas A&M. In Texas mm. A&M, let's stick with Summer first. If A&M boosted UCLA to start the season, he may not last through September. And I'm afraid, wow. and I'm afraid of that. I mean, I'm afraid of that. Because what – it's this is something that's a perfect example of, of being a victim of, of one success, and I know I'm running out of time, so I'll wrap it up here. But if he, if, I mean, he, he, he's a decreasing wins year to year to year, even though he won eight games last year. If he doesn't beat UCLA on the road, he may not last past September. Same goes to mm. Tennessee. In Tennessee, they 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 take the Georgia Tech at the jump. If they do not beat Georgia Tech, now Tennessee is favorite, and I think Georgia Tech is very good. But if they don't beat yeah. Georgia Tech, and the and the, the I thought said Georgia though, the Super, the, the Mercedes Benz, whatever the hell they call the new stand, got ripped off the Superdome. The Mercedes Benz Super Superdome, yeah, yeah. So the Mercedes Benz Dome, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I don't know what the hell they call it, but but anyway, I call it the New Georgia Dome. How about that? Um, I I I I think that. Um, Tennessee, I don't think that um, Chris Jones lasts through the middle of the season. I don't think he makes it past week six or seven. So oh, wow. that's, that's what I think. But, but basically, I think Alabama will beat down Florida, win the SEC. And uh, what's your year, bro, man? I agree with you. Uh, keep it quick. Um, yeah, you're right. It's like it's Alabama and everybody else. Um, even though – it seems like everybody else is kind of getting a little bit of love. Like Florida's ranked 17. Um, if yeah. I remember correctly, Auburn is ranked top 15. Uh, God, who else is getting love? LSU, I thought, is ranked top 20 yeah. right now. Right. So everybody, of course, is getting a little SEC love right now. It's all about whether or not they're going to be able to keep it, but it really don't matter because once they play against Alabama, you know, they're, they're technically done anyway. So it, this is, once again, Alabama's conference to lose. <laughs> and you're right. right. The days of which when LSU, Auburn, Alabama, and Florida, excuse me, when they were all great, not just good, but yep. great, right. God, I miss them days, man. And this is coming from yeah. a, a East Coast guy who's now, of course, a MEAC guy, but grew mm-hmm. up watching ACC football. There was in the early 2000s, you couldn't pull me away from an SEC game because of, right. of the competitiveness of those games. 
But but you know right. it's, it's it's not as strong as it used to be. Yep, yep. So again, it's all cyclical. But I mean, it's it, going to be like at least one or two more seasons before it gets back to where it used to be. Um, so right quick, I get down here on this man. My college football player final four is a, is a follow or 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 as follows: Alabama, mm-hmm. Oklahoma State. That's my wild card pick. That's my put the shut up pick for the college football playoff. I vacillated between them and uh, Washington for the fourth spot. I'm going to Oklahoma State just to spice things up a bit. And my national champ is, well, as always, Alabama, until proven otherwise. And, and, and last I checked, um, what's the name of that walking through that door? Deshaun Watson at Clemson. So I think I can <laughs> So what's your, what's your final four in, in your national champ? God, I, I hate to, to, you know, go ahead and, and, and have the season end the way it looked like it was going to start because it never really happens that way. But, you know, like right. I've been saying, it's going to be Alabama, Ohio State, Florida State, and USC. Even though I know it's not going to end that way, the three schools who I'm saying look out for, though, are Washington, Michigan, and Oklahoma. Those are my three to watch out on the outside looking in at the end of the year. But, you know, it's, it's sad that my four is the, the top four as of right now. And my number right. one is going to be the number one team at the end of the year, which is Alabama, unless somehow, some yeah. way, someone finds a way to make them step up later on in the year. Yeah. So we'll see, man. It's going to be a great season. So I'm going to look great forward season. to it. But, uh, yeah. Well, enjoy the games this Saturday, brother. As much we'll as I can. Soon. You do the same, bro. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We're going to talk a lot about that shit next week. Trust me on that. I'm looking forward to it. Appreciate that. Anyway, that's our podcast, though. Uh, we got, like, 90 seconds to spare. But anyway, thank you for tuning in to the Clown Hour. This is Scott Burke. Signing off, 06. Have a good weekend and a good night. Peace.